So I don't have a stinger for WikiHows yet. I'll have to come up with one. But I have a WikiHow for you again oh, today. I, you got to get a soundboard. You know, you can just play the little noise. <laughs> it's a WikiHow. <laughs> this WikiHow is called... How... I need that as my new ringtone. <laughs> Hey, you know what? As a giveaway someday, I think we should record ringtones for people and just make them available. Oh, I think yes. that's or like those voice messages like they have on <laughs> Ask Me Another or whatever. Yes. Oh, wait, wait, don't tell me. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, don't tell me. Yeah, we we will record your voicemail. Not that anybody calls each other anymore. <laughs> oh gosh, man. This is gonna be a jokey episode, I can feel it. <laughs> I'm ready for it. And hopefully you've got some things to say about this because today's wiki how is called How to Dress Gender Neutral gender neutral outfit ideas sounds pretty okay. good doesn't it yeah, yeah. self-expression Black. confidence and <laughs> comfort yes definitely is what fashion is truly about while clothing has no gender some people lean towards traditionally feminine fashion while others lean towards stereotypically masculine clothing however many people feel like they want to dress neither feminine or masculine so here's the first one and this is what intrigued me about this particular article, because they're all in the same vein. The first one is, do a button-up with any type of pants. <laughs> the ultimate gender-neutral look. A button. That is, hold on, though. That is Andre's signature look, is the button-up with any sort of pants. But it's also my the go-to look. And so that was where I was like, I totally see it. It's funny. The things that they like to put that in brackets in here are just mind boggling. So it says this is one of the most gender neutral pieces someone can wear. Now, which one? The button up or the pants or the pants? Any pants. Any pants. Gender neutral pants. I do feel like, though, one thing that you should avoid is button up and yoga pants. I don't know if that's the best look. Yeah, I wouldn't. Oh, boy. So specifically, they're saying a white button up is very oh. versatile and looks good on anyone since it matches True. practically any bottoms. Try tucking the top into a pair <laughs> of tucking. jeans or try tucking. Yeah, depending on what you got going on. Now, this top can also look sexy if it's worn a certain way. Unbutton one or two buttons on the shirt for a seductive look. <laughs> Are they suggesting, are they suggesting you don't wear your white shirts with a white undershirt? Because that's the only way that it looks sexy, right? I, yeah, I just, I do not know. Or are they recommending that you do the crop top where you like unbutton the two bottom yeah! buttons and then you like roll it up and Chase tie it around? Chase on morning. He always has <laughs> three inches of stomach showing. And I'm like, that is such a brave it's and so very good. gender neutral looking look. I'm way into that. I think what we've just determined, we don't even need the wiki how for this, is crop tops is gender neutral now. I think that's... Yeah, <laughs> we're advocates for, all right, watch our merch store. There will be a gender neutral <laughs> crop top on there soon enough. Now, what I know I couldn't do for our merch store is the next suggestion, which is <clears throat> pair... Oh, I'm sorry, rock a pair of overalls with a plain shirt. Many people agree that overalls are a gender neutral piece. Okay, period. but I have a lot of overalls. Right. I think it depends on the overalls. But yeah, no, I agree with this. I think that if you wear like white overalls, like painter's overalls with a black shirt, like that's definitely non-binary. I think Holy. the reverse too. I think here's the thing that I would say. If you pair the overalls with the button up shirt, like the white button up shirt, I think that is peak non-binary. So I think they're hitting on the key points here. I, all right. All right. Okay, I'm glad <laughs> this actually is on track, except for, again, these weird little things, which says wear a beanie for a minimalist look. 
Was this written by an AI? What does the beanie have to do with your overalls and plain shirt look? Wear a beanie to look like a hipster. So speaking of the beanie, the next piece is all about accessories. And it says gender neutral accessories can be hard to pick and can make or break an outfit. Andre really likes the pocket watch. I don't know what they're going to offer in there, but Andre really loves the pocket watch. Bow ties especially for Andre. Ties and bow ties are on the list. Suspenders are on the list. I know Andre can rock some suspenders. Yep, Andre likes suspenders. Beanies showed up again, so I guess... (laughs) Apparently non-binary folks really love beanies. (laughs) The two that I thought were interesting, though, were embroidery patches or enamel pins. And then it specifically says, for a jacket. Don't you dare put those on anything else. They have to go on a jacket. They have to be on a jacket. Bags... Fuck bags. <laughs> Only on the jacket. You will automatically have to pick a gender if you put those embroidery patches on anything other than jackets. And then the other one is sunglasses, and then, in parentheses, only outside. So, definitely do not wear your sunglasses at night, because you can only wear them outside. You can wear them outside at night. Yeah, yeah, you can wear them outside at night. Can't wear them inside, though. Before you take a step inside, you have to take your fucking sunglasses off, or you're going to have to choose your gender again. Fuck you. You've been gendered. So then the rest of this wiki, how I can speed through this part, because it's just the exact same as the top two, but with just normal clothes. So let me lay them out for you. Lair a neutral blazer with a formal outfit. Okay. That's, I do that. That's okay. Close. Yeah. Okay. Number five. Place a short sleeve over a baggy long sleeve with some dark cargo pants. These are just clothes. <laughs> You're just talking about the different kinds of clothes that people can wear. Also, I don't think the short sleeve over long sleeve cargo pants look has been in since the 80s. It literally <laughs> says this layering technique is great and was has been worn since the 90s by icons like Kurt Cobain. <laughs> cool. Why Why are you quoting Kurt Cobain in this? Kurt Cobain has nothing to do He's, with non-painting. I'm a big Nirvana fan, man, but I, I don't understand. And then the next two are literally number six, pair a graphic tee with a, some jeans. And number seven is throw on a hoodie with some jeans. Listen, you can pair our merch with some jeans and be non-binary. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm learning. We have pronoun gear now, and they work great with any kind of outfits. You want beanies? We got beanies. You want shirts? We got shirts. All right. So then the final ones are absolutely buck wild. So number eight, pair Bermuda shorts with a Hawaiian shirt. Uh, cool. Sorry. I think you said pair, but I my brain definitely heard hair. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out what hair Bermuda no, shorts look it like. Was pair, but pa- yeah, hairy Bermuda shorts definitely are not going to be comfortable. I do have to say, though, Andre does love showing off their hairy legs. Oh, and I yeah. think that's a non-binary thing through and through. So hair Bermuda shorts. There we go. So ultimately, I think what I've learned, this is maybe the first WikiHow where I feel like they got it mostly, but the way they <laughs> described it is buck wild and absolutely just bizarre. So I I, I think that's what we're learning about WikiHow <laughs> is that no matter if they get the answer right or not, it's always fucking where, <laughs> where did this come from? So that leads me to number nine, the very last one. And I don't know if they're getting a check for this or what, but it's on a classic Converse with any outfit. Converse are known to pair with anything. Not to mention, they look super casual, whatever gender you identify as. Oh my god, tell me that you're getting paid by Converse without telling me you're getting paid by Converse. Just became a little bit of a Converse commercial at the end there. So anyway, (laughs) hey, if you want to dress gender neutral, just wear clothes or don't wear clothes. 
doesn't matter. Just wear what you yeah. feel comfortable in. That's what I learned from this. I would say I don't recommend going outside without clothes on unless you're at like a nude beach. Yeah. And if you're under 18, please wear clothes outside. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the note we'll end on. <laughs> transgender person and i'm cam your dad and this is the transgender a podcast chronicling my transition and a cisgender man learning how to support it so you were at the capital recently of minnesota do you mind telling me what you were doing there i was at the minnesota capital i was rocking my bright purple so we're both very much black and gray wearers on a day-to-day basis but i picked up the best like bright purple trans northland hoodie and i was rocking that the house part of the minnesota state legislature was voting on and talking about the trans refuge bill so if you haven't heard about trans refuge bills there are a few being proposed and a few that are actually in that have been approved across the u.s and this is our direct response to the absolutely hateful rhetoric and anti-trans bills that are permeating across the U.S. This particular bill was introduced by Lee Finke, who is Minnesota's first openly trans state legislator. And also, this is so cool because it just happened last week, she is the USA Today's Woman of the Year representing Minnesota. And I just... Like, freaking amazing. It's so cool. And she is such a cool human being. I am so proud to have her on our Minnesota house. In our Minnesota house is, I guess, better. But yeah, I would have put in, it in and on and all around. And so the bill that she has put together, she's fairly new to the legislature. So this is one of the biggest and most important bills that she's put forward. Protects the rights for anyone to access gender affirming care, but specifically prevents other states from removing children from their parents or extraditing and arresting parents or physicians who are providing gender affirming care. Because that is the law in a place like Texas that says your kids can be taken away from you. You can be locked in jail just for supporting pronouns and just for having a conversation about hormone blockers. It's really risky. And so we joke about Minnesota being the refugee state and particularly our city of Duluth as a place that is a refuge for folks. But now the House has passed this bill. I see it. It's standing a little bit of potential backlash in the Senate, but certainly will be signed by the governor if it can get through the Senate. And I'm just really excited for our state right now and was really proud to be there. Now, I will say this. I showed up right away at the beginning of when floor session started, and I only stuck around for a little while. And they did not vote on this until 5 a.m., on Friday morning. Can I just say that's disgraceful? Like, you're yeah. gonna sit and debate whether trans people can live in your fucking state for how many hours? Like, 10? 12? Yeah. That's fucking ridiculous. And I'm so upset with the Republicans in Minnesota right now who are fighting against this bill. And, and really, stood- everyone who denies trans people's rights, but... <laughs> That's exactly it. And they stood very firm on their talking points, which are the national Tucker Carlson fucking Fox News talking points, talking about child genital mutilation and stripping parents of their rights to decide for their child what their gender identity is. All things that are just BS. They're not supported by science. And... And we need to fight back. And this is the kind of bill that actually does that and protects parents. I will say, I am 
so pissed at Tucker Carlson, and I don't think that's going to be a surprise to anyone who's listened to this show for any amount of time. But in doing research for this bill and this talking point, one of the news articles that came up is a Tucker Carlson segment where he does not want gun rights for trans people. What possible reason (laughs) could he not... The pro-gun, fucking backed by the NRA, Tucker Carlson not want for trans people to arm themselves? Well, because trans people who are armed are going to actually defend themselves and defend our rights. Do you like to save money? I know I do. That's why I've started using Upside. Upside is an app that gives you cash back on your everyday purchases. I personally save up to 22 cents per gallon on gas, and there are deals for up to 30% back at restaurants. And if you use our offer code, you can save an additional 15 cents per gallon on your first gas purchase and support the transgender while you're at it. Just go to Upside.com to get the app and use offer code Cameron 634 Nine three six. That's C A M E R O N six three four nine three six to get fifteen more cents off when you fill up your tank. Make your dollars go further with cashback from Upside. And the hypocrisy of the thing, like say guns are a natural right for all human beings, which I know we both push back on. I do uh, not think that gun ownership should be a right. The right to protect yourself is one thing, but the right to have an AK-47 at hand an assault firing we- into crowds. Like an assault yeah. weapon that has time and time again been shown to murder children, people who are just fucking randomly walking down the street. Yeah, no, I think that it is a debate that should be had, but one that shouldn't have as much power and pushback from one side as it does. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I know I don't need to tell our trans listeners to be on guard and to keep an eye on these things in your rights, because you all are looking at this and facing it every single day. So it's our cis listeners who I just need to say, you gotta do something. You gotta find a way to stand up to these things. It's absolutely vital that we support our trans brothers and sisters and children right now, because the decisions are being made right now. And once those decisions are made, they're going to be very hard to reverse. And now there's a good segment of our country that has just decided that trans people shouldn't exist. And that cannot be. (laughs) That, That cannot be for the rest of the states that are talking about these things. Trans people, I will tell you this. As a fellow trans person, the thought to arm myself, especially after all of this anti trans legislation and all of this hate and everything, isn't something that I am taking as cavalier lightly anymore. Before it was a, oh, never, I would never want to fire him around me. And now it's a, I might need this to literally protect myself from my neighbor kind of shit. So please think seriously about this. If you are capable and able and safe to do this, I'm not going to dissuade you at all anymore. If you feel the need to arm yourself, please arm yourself. Yeah. Do what you need to do to make sure you're safe. So a little bit of a hard (laughs) end to the opening topic an exciting bill and then also (laughs) a really frightening reality we thought that it might be a good time to recheck in with questions we wanted to talk about the depressing stuff with the legislation and everything but we also didn't want to bring down the whole episode cam i've compiled some questions that i would like you to ask me as a trans person i have to pretend to be a trans person to ask these ones to you (laughs) no (laughs) no (laughs) just kidding (laughs) 
I would be honored to ask you some of our listener questions. And you hear us say it at the end of the episode, but I'll say it again here. We love your questions. We really do. We might not write back all the time because we get a little bit inundated sometimes with emails and social media posts, but we're definitely reading them and we definitely love to share them on the show. And I'm going to start us off with Alex's question. Alex says, can non-trans people still have a dead name? This is a really interesting question and one that I really wanted to talk about. In Alex's email, they didn't have any pronouns, so I'm going to use I'm going to use they them as neutral. They talked about how they have a preferred name of Alex and that they have been using the term dead name, but one of their friends had said that only trans people have dead names. And that I guess that means you're trans now. And I just want to say, not at all. You're trans if you want to be trans, is the way that I look at it. You know, there there are definitely criteria that I think fit into the trans umbrella, but there are also people who would fit under that umbrella and say that they aren't trans, and that's totally okay. Can you be cis and have a dead name? Absolutely. If you are a, uh, I don't know, if you're a Cameron and you go by Cam, <laughs> but, and you hate the name Cameron, and you just want to go by Cam, sure, Cameron can be a dead name for you. Yeah, That's yeah. totally fine. Because what's the point of the dead name? It's the concept that you've left a name that people may have known you as before and have adopted. So there are lots of reasons to have a dead name. And especially, I think the reason why we use dead name in particular is because we do want to bury that name. Yes. It's harmful. It's hurtful. The It's funny because you used my name as an example, but I was thinking <laughs> as a divorced person. I was literally just going to bring that up. Yeah. Combined my last name with my partner before a divorce. I now have a dead last name. And I can't say it bothers me that much to see that last name still on things occasionally, but it brings up enough hard emotions to me that it's a little bit comparable in the I'm really trying to move on <laughs> from that yeah. part of my life and I'd rather bury that name and take on the name that I'm more comfortable with now and so I think that's the closest that I come to this and I was just thinking too we've talked a little bit about this and touched on it briefly and there's a question that we aren't going to get to today but I do want to talk to eventually which is like both of us have just entirely dropped a parent before. And I know from our sides, our last names hadn't changed anything from that. But some people who might drop their parent or parents want a completely different last name. And that yes. last name can be a dead name. There are so many names that can be dead names. They, nicknames. If you have a nickname and you hate that nickname and you want people to change it to something else, yeah, I'd say that's a dead name and you can correct people on it. Like, dead name isn't a trans term. It might have been created by trans people. I legitimately don't know the etymology of dead naming. Yes. I think that it applies to everyone. Alex, yeah, your old name? Definitely a dead name. And like a lot of concepts that we talk about, this is just another inroad to maybe having a better understanding of the trans experience by saying some of the things we experience as cis people are very similar to some of the things that are not the same, totally different experiences overall, but <laughs> we can find empathy for each other and common ground if we understand these things as a universal human experiences. This is just something that I was thinking about. There was a Tumblr post that I saw that was, it should be totally normal for cis people to check in on their gender and say, yep. Everything's fine here. Totally great. <laughs> and somebody else posted, that's yes. how you unlock Cis Plus. And I just think about that all the time. <laughs> it lives rent-free in my brain. Please, I Cis people, that. check in with your gender, see how you're feeling, and then you can unlock Cis Plus. I hear that there are plenty of great movies on there. <laughs> I love that. Our next question comes from Aberdare. What effects does estrogen have on an AMAB person? So a signed male at birth individual. Yeah, and I want to answer... Aberdare's question specifically, 
But I also wanted to talk about the effects of testosterone on the AFAB assigned female at birth body. So let's start out with what effects does estrogen have on an AMAP person? And the main ones that you're going to notice is changes in mood. You're going to notice changes in fat distribution. You might notice breast, de- breast development, not breast development. I wish. <laughs> you, you, your breath is extra minty now. <laughs> you might notice changes to the way that your body physically responds to things. Hormones have a huge role in the human body and quote unquote sex hormones have a role in that as well. And estrogen can increase your cholesterol. It can increase your risk of high blood pressure, but it can also decrease your risk of a heart attack. It can decrease the risk of prostate cancer, and it does increase the risk of breast cancer. A lot of trade-offs, but for a lot of trans people, they take all of that information, they go to a doctor, they go to a nurse, and they say, hey, I really want to get on this hormone. Can you tell me a little bit more about it? And it's, it's a conversation that you have with your medical professional. Now, what does testosterone do for the AFAB body? Cam, do you want to take a stab at this one? That's interesting. I was just thinking about, I mean, we were talking about breasts as part of development under estrogen. What I see a lot, and people have talked about a lot with both kinds of hormones, is just sort of fat redistribution around your body. And so with testosterone, this is where those weird male and female stereotypes (laughs) are interesting here, because what is the male body and what is the female body? But part of that is where naturally fat is stored in our bodies, and both of these two hormones will change where those things are stored. Yes, that is exactly right. Estrogen will typically deposit your fat into your chest, into your thighs, into your ass. Testosterone, what? (laughs) Sorry, I was just thinking about my fat ass. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes into the face as well, estrogen will deposit some of that fat. Whereas testosterone will typically deposit fat into the tummy, sometimes into the ass. The back is also one that I hear a lot of from my cis male people. They do distribute fat in different places. Testosterone will also typically increase muscle growth, which isn't to say that masculine people who have testosterone in their body are more strong or whatever, or that if you go on estrogen, you're going to lose that strength. But you might notice some of that more growth with testosterone. If you are an AFAB person who's going on testosterone, you might notice, again, some hormonal, like emotional changes. You might notice an increase in sex drive is one that I hear quite a lot from my AFAB people. You might experience bottom growth is one that I hear quite a lot. So that is like the clitoris growing outward or swelling a little bit more. There are a lot of different things that testosterone can affect in an AFAB person and an AMAB person. And it's just, again, talking with your doctor, testosterone doesn't come without its side effects. I think it does decrease your risk of breast cancer, but it does increase your risk of heart attack. It increases your risk of a couple of other things that I'm blanking on right now. But if you are wanting to go on either of these hormones, I highly recommend talking to a healthcare professional who knows your medical history and then making the best determination for you. But it's also something to be said that hormones can and oftentimes are a life or death medication for people. And so this isn't a light decision by any means. And oftentimes it can be the difference between someone's life. One thing I think interesting about hormones is 
we often think about the what I would think of as a full binary transition, a AMAB to being a female person or from AFAB to being a male person. But we do know non-binary people in our world and gender fluid folks that also use hormones to just even out and neutralize a little bit some of those characteristics that may have been making them feel dysphoric. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention about testosterone is it will also drop your voice. That's a big one. If you are not socially transitioned at all for testosterone, that is something that can be a little bit jarring for people. So just be aware of that too. Yeah, And yeah, a lot of non-binary folks who I know in my life take hormones to try and get some of those androgynous characteristics. And I think that was something that the person who asked this question, Aberdare, was really asking is, how do I, as a non-binary person, how do I feel about getting these hormones? And that's where, again, having a medical professional who's on your side and can talk you through dosage and all the things that are going to make that a better experience for you is going to be really important. Yes. So you talked about getting jacked on testosterone (laughs) and some muscles, but we had a specific question, and this is really in a general sense about body positivity for trans people, but the particular question was, this person does not see a lot of trans women who are muscly, and says specifically, I'm very happy being a big buff girl, but I don't see a lot of trans women in those spaces. So is it okay for a trans woman to be jacked? Oh, yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) You look at Serena Williams, and she is fucking buff as all hell, and she's not a trans woman, but, I mean, like, women who are buff, Michelle Obama, god, those arms could break. She got those strong arms. holy shit. Like, women who are strong can be, and oftentimes are, just as beautiful as the petite, sort of, feminine ideal (laughs) in movies. So yeah, no, trans women definitely can have muscles, and it's also totally okay for trans men especially early on testosterone, or really if they don't want to do muscle building, to not have those muscles. Let's really stop the Hollywood stereotypes, especially for trans people, and live as what we want to look like. Live the way that you want to. And I know a lot of people, I I come from the world of fitness in my career a little bit, and I think the important part of this is you're going to, as part of your overall identity, determine for yourself how much you want to exercise, what you want to eat, and some of those parts of what makes our body look and feel a certain ways. You need to decide that for yourself, what's going to be best for you. And so it might be that as part of your transition, you've decided to add a three days at the gym routine because you want to define certain parts of your body to look a certain way. And that's all totally okay. And it's also totally okay to not do any of those things. I'd encourage you to exercise in one way or another because I think it's really important for healthy bodies. But And if you can, eat healthy. And if As you someone can eat healthy. who comes from the poorest of poor, dead broke living. If we ate a lot of mac and cheese we, when you were growing up. <laughs> we really know what it's like to not be able to eat healthy, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't necessarily try if you want to. I'm a huge proponent of beans. Beans are great. Legumes, always go after them. There are ways to do it that are cheaper. If you're living off macaroni like we did, you gotta do what you gotta do, and I would much rather have you here than have you wasting yourself away trying to be the fittest or the healthiest or whatever 100 percent. but ultimately yes if you are a muscular trans girl go for it kick some ass we like you all in all shapes and sizes and forms and do not stress about what other people think oh also non-binary folks non-binary folks are fucking jacked like 90 percent of the time i see them <laughs> damn i gotta get on the non-binary workout routine yeah. no kidding <laughs> 
so on a related note, both because we were talking about hormones effect on the voice and also just how we express ourselves in the world, some trans people want to change their voice to better match their identity. What recommendations do you have for people who want to do voice training? So this is a question I think I probably get personally more than any other question that we've answered on this podcast. You get a lot of compliments on your voice, too. I really do. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of compliments come with, how do I voice train? How do I make myself sound happy or more feminine or whatever? And the answer is, you should see a professional. (laughs) Right. Like, that's the short and simple answer, because that's what I did. I went and I sought vocal therapy for at least a couple months, I think. I think it was close to six months. And I started out with a really good knowledge and basis, and I have a very wide vocal range. Having been a singer, that definitely helped. I knew the terminology pretty well. But really, I think the best place to start is just to find voices that you like. If you like my voice, perfect. I'm happy to have people try and mimic me. That's a great way to start. Something I really like is like Broadway musicals. When I was first doing my vocal training, I would sing along with as high as I could get in those high parts. Some common ones was Defying Gravity. Dead Girl Walking was one that I liked a lot. Popular is a pretty good one. Some of those more higher pitched songs are fantastic for at least trans femme people. For trans mass people, Hades in Hadestown has an amazing voice in the original Broadway cast recording. See how deep you can get and try. The one thing I do want to add on for this, though, is always make sure, one, that you have really good breath behind it, two, that you have plenty of water, and three, that you are not hurting yourself. And that third point is the one that is the most important. If you have any pain whatsoever, you're doing it wrong, and you could actually permanently damage your voice. So stop right there, try something a little bit different, and keep trying at it. But ultimately, go and see a professional, because they're going to be the people who can help you most, if you can. If you can't, that's totally okay, too. There are plenty of other better guides online from actual vocal coaches that I recommend. This was making me think of two things. One was we had a great guest conversation with some opera singers back in October, and they were talking about the vocal transition as this is my livelihood. And I think the key part of that is they worked to make those transitions happen over time, slowly learning a new part. But also remember that this is another muscle of our body. And so when we talk about hurting it or permanently damaging it, we're serious. This is another muscle. And so you want to slowly stretch it and work it in a way that over time is going to get you to the voice that you'd like. And remember that it is going to take time and it's going to take practice and it's going to be frustrating for a long time. I know there are folks that are in our circle that it was three, four years of practice before they got anywhere close to where they felt comfortable with their voice. I'd also just like to remind people that I am two years at this time into my vocal therapy transition and I'm still working on my voice. And when we started this podcast, I was only a year only, but still a year into it. Like, it is not something that is meant to be done very fast. It's not something that's meant to happen overnight. And so for yourself to make sure that you're healthy and safe, water, air, and no pain. Those are the things. Fire, earth, the four (laughs) elements. Oh, there. (laughs) All right. One last question here from Luna. What should you say or not say to someone who's coming out to you? And Luna didn't say whether this was specifically a gender coming out or just any kind of coming out. I love this question. And it is something that I think I've never been asked before. And so I really wanted to talk about it. Luna, thank you so much for this question and all of your questions and euphorias and comments. We love to see them all the time. 
So what should you say to someone who's coming out? I support you. I'm here for you. Using the proper name, using the proper pronouns, not making a huge deal about it. If someone is coming out to you as like gay or something, you can say, oh, cool. What not to say? (laughs) I think the opposites of all of that. (laughs) But especially don't make a big deal about it. Don't be like, oh my God, do you have a crush on me? Don't be like, oh God, I have to fucking think about pronouns. Yeah, I mean, it's so tempting. And we've talked about this because I had that at first, too. (laughs) There's a certain level of selfishness whenever somebody approaches you with something that is outside of your normal thoughts or your comfort zone. And that is like, how does this affect me? And so take a breath. First, focus on the person and then do not add that emotional (laughs) burden to them of shit. Now you've blown up my whole life. What are what am I going to do? It's not about you. It's not. It was not about me when Anna came out, but it did take me a little while to process that. And the best thing I could do is process that with somebody other than Anna (laughs) to say, hey, I just need to talk this through because the emotional where it's hard enough just coming out. It is. I will tell you, it took me. 18 years to really start talking about this with Cam because it was so fucking hard to talk about this. And so it literally brought me to the point of life or death before I was able to like really talk about this. So take that knowledge of this is literally life or death for someone and put that up against, oh fuck, and just (laughs) compare them and be like, oh, apples and oranges. Okay. The apple weighs like 20 pounds though so maybe that should be a little bit a little bit more taken care of than the orange in that situation a hundred percent we cannot be selfish about this we need to be understanding of other humans who they are and i think for parents god damn it tell your kids you love them too that's the other yes your partners and your the most depressing part of doing this podcast has been the 90% of stories that say I'm not supported by the people in my life. And that Uh absolutely sucks. And there's nothing with it on and I can do about that except for do a podcast. And we'll tell you, we love you. We do. We do. Like, no, stop being afraid to tell people you love them. I'm so upset about this, especially in America. I'm not going to talk about other cultures, but like in America, it is so taboo to tell anyone you love them other than like your partner and maybe your parents. No, I tell my friends I love them yeah. all the goddamn time. Tell your friends time. you love them. Yeah. Tell your friends you and love hey, them. It- I freaked out some friends with that. So you might have to have another conversation of this is something I'm doing because it's important yes. <laughs> for you to know. Also, but- hey, it is totally okay to use love as a like amplifier. Yes. I love your outfit. I say that to people all the time. And you want the reactions I get? Thank you. So just spread the love. I'm sounding like Mr. Rogers now. But seriously, yeah. no, it is so important. Especially especially to trans people and especially to queer people that they feel loved and supported. And to those of you who don't have a good circle, who don't have people who love and support you, our space is that. Our space is that circle for you. We want to be here and we want to support you. And you can listen to our episodes at any time and you can hear the end of the episode, you know, the I love you all except the bigots. I started doing that because I really wanted to show the people who are listening that I do love you. Cam loves you. We, the everyone at the transgender pod loves you because you matter and you care and we care about you. So thank you for listening and thank you for being super strong. And thank you again, Luna, for a very good question. So then the last one you put on here is not so much a question as just a funny thing. 
And hey, I'm all about the puns here. So Derek <laughs> wrote in, when I become a father one day, will that make me a transparent? Yes, it will make you transparent. You can see right through me. <laughs> hey, thank you all for these questions. Again, please continue to send those in. Continue to let us know what you're thinking about and what you want us to talk about on the show, because we just we love it. We love communicating with all of you. We love communicating with all of you. We adore all of you. Like we we want to create the community that we never saw is yeah. the way that I'm thinking about this. Cam had a small group of friends that he's told me about in high school. And many of which have come out as gender fluid <laughs> or gender expansive now. So that I've had some training. Yeah, I mean, my friend group, the exact same way. It's we all text each other sometimes. Just isn't it funny how all of us came out as trans? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we had some of those spaces, but not everyone does. And we really want to make sure that we can spread and create the spaces that we never got to see. And we want to spread the spaces that we did have to everyone. Cis allies trans people, questioning whoever the hell wants to come into our space and be respectful of each other. That's what we want. And in the comments of our episodes, if you want to send us, like, I love you guys, we get those messages all the time. And that that warms our hearts. We do like those messages, too. Yeah. Thank you. We really (laughs) want to hear what you guys have to say, and we really want to take your input, because you matter, like I said. So we're super uplifting here at the end of the episode, which I love. Let's continue that action. And can you share a gender euphoria with us? Yes. So this one comes in from a new doctor. Thank you so much for sending this in. As of last week, my hair is now long enough to be in a ponytail, and I love it. I actually like seeing myself in the mirror, even when I have facial hair, which is a weird feeling. I've always disliked my reflection, so liking the way I look is a major change. Thank you for sending this in. It warmed my heart, especially as someone who got to experience that when I was younger. And congrats on your new doctorate. I'm so excited to see what you do. I'm not going to give too many details, but I know that you're a new doctor in STEM, and I think that is fucking amazing. We need more trans people in STEM. More trans people doing cool science shit. I love it. If you have questions about transitioning or supporting someone who is transitioning, and you'd like us to talk about it on the show... Please shoot an email to questions at transgenderpod.com, click the chat with us button on our website, or send us a message on social media. And if you'd like to support the show, you can become a patron on our Patreon. Woo! Shout out this week to Melissa K, a longtime patron. Thank you to all of our patrons as well. You guys are fucking amazing. We just became a business, and it is literally your guys' support, which allowed us to do that. So thank you. It's your support. We don't make money off of this show. And so (laughs) your support allows us to do more episodes, to have an editor, to support the back end things that are really hard. And would we have a kind of a wonky release schedule as as it is because we're busy people. It would be far worse if it wasn't for the support that we received. Thank you. Our starting point is $3 in our Patreon. And if you're able to do that, please just know that really appreciate that support. And if you can't commit to a monthly thing, our merch store is also available and we have plenty of amazing things. The new pronoun merch I'm so goddamn excited for it. It's so awesome. (laughs) And if there's a pronoun that you don't see that you really want on there, message us. We can get that added pretty quickly here. So thank you for all of your support and even just for listening. I think that's something that we don't say enough. Be sure to check out our episode description for links to resources on today's topics. We will list a little bit of info about the Minnesota Trans Refuge Bill. And I really highly recommend that if you are at all interested in legalese, you go and check it out. 
or if you just want to send some support to Minnesota here. Yes, please. And thanks for listening. I've been Cam. I've been Anna. And this has been The Transgenda. Love you all, except the bigots. Thank you.